This is Ananin Kaike, and welcome to Voice of the Water Lily, an exploration of our ancestral music over the last 100 years intertwined with a historical and personal perspective. We will be exploring Latin music, more specifically salsa, Latin jazz, Cuban music, and Puerto Rican music. We are going to go deep into the history, learn about the seminal artists, as well as the artists that never received recognition, and we're going to add a personal touch through memories and anecdotes. Espero que disfruten mucho, con mucho, mucho cariño. Don Pedro Avisu Campos, you fought fearlessly against physical, mental, and spiritual colonialism. Nothing could weaken your convictions and your principles. Even in the darkest moments of the war that was waged against our people, you shone a light, uplifted us with your words, moved us to action. You were our leader, our teacher, our liberator, our prophet, our hope, our father. Just as Betances is, you are one of los padres de la patria. You reminded us and continue to remind everyone who studies your teachings of the greatness of our raza, of the greatness of our ancestors. Albizu Campos didn't die. He simply passed on to eternity. Don Pedro's teachings, ideals, and principles are eternal and immortal. Even in the midst of this blackout, you still shine a light, a bastion of liberty, the greatest example of amor y sacrificio. Don Pedro, Padre de la Patria, Maestro, I salute you. I feel your words in my bones, in my soul, in my spirit. More than anything, thank you, Don Pedro. Thank you for never giving up, for showing us what true love and patriotism is. Thank you for giving us a hero with an immortal example. Thank you for keeping the Semin in our hearts alive. This is Ananin Kaike, and you are listening to Voice of the Word of the Living. On April 21st, 1965, Don Pedro Campos joined the ancestors, passed on to immortality. And today's show will be celebrating him, will be remembering him, 
But this is not just a look at his life, his work, and his legacy. This is a look at his philosophy, at his teachings, his beliefs. So this is going to be a show where we discuss his, his philosophy. And we're also going to be hearing a lot of clips of him speaking that really illustrate the main points of, of what we're going to be discussing today. And of course, we're going to hear a lot of wonderful music. I think music is a very, very powerful way um, of, of, of expression and of patriotism. And all the music that we're going to hear today is very patriotic. And the song that we're listening to right now is Andres Jimenez with a song that he did, he recorded, he wrote in titled Pedro Albizu Campos on an album that he did in honor of Pedro Albizu Campos. So we're going to enjoy listening to the rest of the song and then we'll get right into the show. There we just heard Andres Jimenez singing a song in tribute to Pedro Albizu Campos, simply titled Pedro Albizu Campos, from a beautiful album that he recorded in honor of Don Pedro, titled Cien Años con Albizu, and he does several songs on there in honor of Don Pedro, and it's a beautiful, beautiful album. Um, and it just uh, it's wonderful work that Andres Jimenez has done in honor of the revolutionaries of the country and, and just very patriotic music and it's very beautiful. But we're going to get right into this show. Now, before we talk about Don Pedro's philosophy, I want to just start off by saying that this isn't going to be a biography. We're not going to go through his whole life because I've already done two shows like that. And I will be revising that show in the future and, and talking about his life again in, in more of a, a biography format. However, today's show is going to be talking about his 
philosophy. So if you do want to hear more about his life, you can go check those out. Just go back in the podcast, episode 53, Boricua Heroes You Should Know uh, about Don Pedro Abisu Campos. You can listen to that episode if you're interested in that. Just wanted to start off by saying that. But we're going to get right into it. I'd like to start off here with what I call the premise of his resistance. And this is a clip that I'm going to play where he is basically stating that the occupation of Puerto Rico was illegal. There was no, there is no legal standing for the United States invading Puerto Rico. And so I'm going to play this clip and then I will translate just exactly what he's saying. Obligó a los plenipotenciarios españoles a firmar la llamada sesión de Puerto Rico. Cometía un atraco típico de los norteamericanos. Y esa coacción sobre la voluntad española no tenía ninguna validez en Puerto Rico, porque Puerto Rico, nación soberana, no era parte de la guerra hispanoamericana. Nunca fue hecho beligerante por Estados Unidos ni por nadie. Y aquí los yanquis llevan 52 años de guerra y de guerra y guerra contra la relación de Puerto Rico. Y jamás han adquirido un derecho en Puerto Rico. Ni existe ningún gobierno legal en Puerto Rico. Y eso es incontestable. Habría que derrumbar todo el derecho político del mundo, todo el derecho internacional del mundo para convalidar la invasión de Estados Unidos en Puerto Rico y la presente ocupación militar de Estados Unidos en su territorio nacional. Y los yanquis no pueden sentarse en una mesa con juristas a exigir de esos juristas que le digan que tiene validez alguna la intervención militar presente de Estados Unidos en Puerto Rico. What Don Pedro Abisu Campos just said there was really the legal premise up of his uprising, of his resistance. He says, within international rights, Puerto Rico was a sovereign nation on the date in which the tr Treaty of Paris was drawn up, and Spain could neither give away Puerto Rico, nor could the United States annex it, nor the entire world disown it. This, this sovereignty is irrevocable, and when the United States, through its cannons, forced the Spanish plenipotentiaries to sign the so-called Cession of Puerto Rico, they were committing a typical North American stick-up. And this coaction against the Spanish had no part of the Spanish-American War. Puerto Rico was not part of the Spanish-American War. It had never been belligerent against the United States or anyone else. And here we have the Yankees that have been at war against Puerto Rico for 52 years. And they have never acquired the right of anything in Puerto Rico, nor is there any legal government in Puerto Rico. This is uncontestable. One would have to knock to pieces all the international rights of the world, all political rights, to validate the invasion of the United States in Puerto Rico and the present military occupation of our national territory. The Yankees cannot sit at a table with jurists and demand that the jurists tell them that they have any validity with the present military intervention of the United States in Puerto Rico. So that gives really the legal premise of the resistance, of Don Pedro's resistance, where he explains how there is no legal standing in the Treaty of Paris or the occupation of Puerto Rico. Now, before I start to talk about his philosophy, there's one other thing that I really find important, and that is to address some rumors and some rhetoric, some propaganda that I have heard circulated. And this is not a new thing. This isn't... Uh, a new thing, but I do continue to hear propaganda and just untrue uh, rumors about Don Pedro. So I did want to 
I did want to just address some of them very quickly. So some of the ones that I have heard, uh, there was one that I had heard where someone was saying that Don Pedro Abisu Campos was a terrible military strategist. Um, and I did want to say, because if you listen to my other podcast where I go into about the revolution in 1950 and the armed uprising, that was not successful in granting Puerto Rico independence. So maybe that's led certain people to believe that he was not a good military strategist. But the problem was in that whole whole uprising was that there were some there was betrayal in the Nationalist Party on high levels who basically let the the, the United States and, and the police know exactly what was going to happen. So it doesn't matter how good your plan is or how good your strategy is if you, your enemy is telling uh, if your enemy knows the whole plan already. Another rumor. And this is definitely not something that's new, but this is one that's been going around for a long time, but I have still hear people say, was that uh, Don Pedro, when he was in prison, and, uh, and especially after uh, he suffered a stroke in 1956, he, some people I've heard say, they say that he lost his mind, that, you know, mentally uh, was, not, was not well in his later years. And that's absolutely not true. I mean, doctors from all over the world... Uh, basically uh, examined him and said that there was absolutely nothing wrong with his mental state that was simply propaganda that was used to try to cover up the uh human rights violations that were happening against him and and against puerto rico so that's just part of the the propaganda another thing Certain people will still say to this day that Don Pedro Abisu Campos was a communist. Now, I'm not saying that there would be a problem if he was, okay? What I'm saying is that it was simply untrue. He actually felt that there was no reason to choose between capitalism or communism. He said that there was no need to, to, to say that one was better than the other. So he was definitely not uh, a communist. I've also seen some comments that I think are important to, to address by some individuals saying that Luis Munoz Marin, who of course was the governor of the island from 1949 to 1965, was a quote-unquote complex and complicated individual who was willing to debate and compromise. And they said, well, Don Pedro Abisu Campos had a singular goal and he would refuse to compromise on that. And the truth was, was that Luis Munoz Marin's compromises were in reality him selling out his people and his country. I have detailed before the atrocities that Luis Munoz Marin committed against Puerto Rico, against Puerto Ricans, especially after the 1950 revolution. Luis Munoz Marin did atrocious, heinous things to his people. And he cannot be compared to Albizu Campos. Don Pedro and Muñoz Marín are antithetical. There is no way that they can even be, be compared in any way. Alviso Campos was a true leader. You know, someone who saw it as a God-given duty to uplift the people of Puerto Rico, to gain sovereignty for Puerto Rico. He never was seeking any power for himself. They were antithetical. And you, Don Pedro was never a sellout like Muñoz Marín was. He never was. So really, they cannot be compared in any way. And really, it, it's it, there is faulty the logic that Don Pedro Abisu Campos was a politician just like Muñoz Marín because he wasn't. As we'll see in this show, he was not. Another thing that I find very important to mention here was a lot of people say that he was like pro uh, violence because uh, he he did an armed uprising basically in Puerto Rico in 1950. And let me just say 
that he gave orders to all of those nationalists that were to be involved in the uprising that they were not supposed to kill anyone. They were not supposed to kill police. And when the when the nationalists went into La Fortaleza in 1950, they were given orders by Don Pedro Abizu Campos not to kill Luis Muñoz Marin if they did happen to get into La Fortaleza. So this was he was not advocating for violence or for anyone to lose their lives. He did not want violence who w wanted violence or anything like that. So just to um, uh, address that. Another rumor that I've heard is, and this is another one that's been had, we've heard for years, and especially after Don Pedro uh, joined the ancestors, we heard this rumor a lot, but he, they, 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 there was a lot of articles that were written that said that he became quote-unquote radical and anti-American after experiencing racism in the military. Now, there's two things wrong with that uh, that statement right there. First of all, he did not become radical after experiencing racism in the military. That would really kind of make it as if it was a personal enmity. When he had already been, been a, a major supporter of Puerto Rican independence back in high school, way before he was ever in the military. The second thing was that this often stated that he was anti-American. I think Nelson Dennis put it best where he says that Don Pedro's, Don Pedro was not anti-American, first of all, but he, he put it best when he said that it's like, I don't mind your hand, just not in my pocket. He wasn't saying that he hated the United States. He was saying that they have no legal right to be in Puerto Rico. And there are other rumors uh, that I have heard. Some of them are a lot worse, in fact. And other really kind of vile rumors that kind of attack him or his uh, family personally. And I will not be repeating them, but I just want to say that they don't have any validity. And there is no proof to back up those rumors. But I did find that it's very, very important to just um, debunk some of these ridiculous rumors. And a lot of it is just the propaganda that the United States really... Um, really tried to discredit Don Pedro and it, and I still see uh you know this this effort to kind of act like uh, to to the, to these rumors are still being being spread also so just to just before we even start just to uh make this all very clear before we get into his philosophy let's get to a song this is a composition uh, titled Mi Bella and it's performed here by Rafaela Lers. It is a danza and I think it's important to mention that this was composed by Juan Morel Campos. This was act he was actually related to Albizu Campos. He was uh, it was his cousin, I believe his second cousin and he is regarded as one of the greatest danza composers of Puerto Rico. He wrote over 550 danzas that are still performed to this day and was really one of the greatest and Albizu Campos always spoke of him as one of the great examples of of the greatness of la raza because he was always have these examples of people in puerto rico's history uh, to to show just the greatness of the puerto rican nation and to show the talent and the and really he used these examples to uplift people, to show that there were heroes, there were writers, there were thinkers, there were musicians in Puerto Rico's history. So here is Rafael Alers playing Mi Bella, a composition of Juan Morel Campos. Thank you. 
So there was Rafael Allaire's performing Juan Morel Campos's beautiful composition, Mi Pella. Now we're going to start talking about Don Pedro Abisu Campos's philosophy. At the at the core of his philosophy was a reverence for the ancestors. He always spoke of the ancestors as examples to look to for the future. He used them as examples for of the greatness of of la raza and he all, he revered them the ancestors in a, in a way that he said that you know and I'm put I'm paraphrasing but he said I mean, without our ancestors, who are we? we? We're not anything without our ancestors. And that is something for me personally, just to, to talk about that for a moment, is incredibly special because that's how I was raised, to understand that our ancestors are so important. And they don't just disappear somewhere, you know, when they die because they continue to be in our lives, continue to influence us, to watch over us, to guide us. And I just loved when I first started studying Don Pedro's philosophy his work and listening to him that he always talked about that and to really further um show that i'm gonna play this clip of him speaking on april 8th 1950 where he talks exactly about that amados hermanos a cada generación toca recoger las cenizas de sus mayores. Aquellos que nos veneran las cenizas de sus mayores son los verdaderos muertos, los que se extinguen en el cosmos porque son indignos de la personalidad humana. Every generation must gather the ashes of their elders. Those who do not revere the ashes of their elders are truly dead. The ones who are extinguished in the cosmos because they are unworthy of human personality. And that is just one example of how he spoke of the ancestors. On another occasion, he says, our, we have our lineage as a nationality. We do not have to invoke anyone's apostolates. We have the greatness of Betances. And he always looked upon the ancestors with such love, with such respect. And he really used them as the example, as the almost as, as, a, as the premise of his resistance, that he was continuing the work of someone like Betances, of someone like Ostos, of, some, of all of the great revolutionaries that came before him. He saw that he was continuing their work. Speaking of Betances, he, would, he used to write in, in the 20s, when he first joined the Nationalist Party, he would write for a, mag a, a newspaper called El Nacionalista de Ponce. And in an article, from 1924 titled Un Monumento para Betances uh, he wrote, he called out the mayor of Cabo Rojo that was where Betances was from because he wanted a monument built for Ramon Emeterio Betances and he writes quote, fleeing from our past we forget what gives us prestige as a people our greats, those who follow his, Betances's example are imbued with his personality but he inspires respect and admiration for all because none can escape the influence of his greatness. Let the world know that we are not an irresponsible people. So 
as we can hear, he saw that people who the people that did not revere their ancestors was not only irresponsible, but as we heard in that first quote where he speaks with such power in that in where he speaks there, where he says that they that those who don't respect the ashes of their elders are unworthy of human personality. That is a strong statement there. But I but there was good reason for that because colonialism tries to make you think that your ancestors weren't great and it, it's part of and i'm going to discuss this more uh, later on it, it it makes you think that you aren't great that you don't have heroes that you don't have people of your nation that made an impact on the world and what don pedro constantly reminded people was that we do have heroes we do have uh, great people from our nation and we are part of a great people so that is why he would make statements uh like this the next clip that i'm going to play is a perfect example of that Aquí están las cenizas de vuestras abuelas. Aquí están las cenizas de vuestros abuelos. Aquí está todo el amor de los que fundaron esta patria, de los que sembraron estos preciosos árboles, de los que levantaron esos monumentos, de los que levantaron vuestras iglesias, de los que levantaron las tumbas. Todos vamos a renunciar a todo nuestro pasado de grandeza por cobardía. Todos vamos a entregar todo nuestro legado de heroísmo y de valor. ¿Por qué? ¿Cómo vamos a entregar la sabiduría de nuestra raza, la belleza de nuestra raza, la visión eterna de nuestra raza? ¿Con qué derecho se nos quiere llevar a nosotros a ser los gusanos de la tierra, a ser la cabalgadura de una bestia como la son los yanquis? ¿Con qué derecho? This is ours. Here are the ashes of our grandmothers. Here are the ashes of our grandfathers. Here is all the love of the ones that founded our nation, the ones who planted these precious trees, the ones who raised these monuments, the ones who raised these churches, the ones who raised these tombs. Why are we going to renounce all our past glory? Because of cowardice? Why should we give up our legacy of heroism and valor? Why? Why should we give up the wisdom of our race, the beauty of our race, the eternal vision of our race? By what right do they want to make us the worms of the earth that have to carry the burden for such beasts as the Yankees? With what right? And there, lead that last quote there leads me to another point something that don pedro always talked about was la, the greatness of la raza and where where he says how can we renounce our our greatness how can we renounce our ancestors and this was a point that he constantly said and this was something that I think it was was vital because we need to acknowledge that it's not just physical colonial to colonialism and exploitation in Puerto Rico. It is a mental slavery and it, colonialism attacks the mind and the spirit. It makes you feel inferior. And after a while, you can begin to think that you love your colonizer, think that you need your colonizer, which is in reality your abuser just to exist. And that you are, in the case of Puerto Rico, just a little island next to the United States. That mental and spiritual slavery, slavery is just as, if not more devastating than the physical effects of 
colonialism. And Don Pedro understood that, which was why he constantly uplifted people in the knowledge of the greatness of the ancestors and of them as individuals. Here's another quote that really illustrates that. ¿Cómo renunciar a nuestra grandeza? ¿Por qué sepultarnos en un mundo de inmundicias, en un mundo de codicias materiales, en un mundo de sobornos, en un mundo de esclavos? ¿Por qué no se levanta ese pueblo a la grandeza que le llamó el padre la patria? Why should we renounce our grandiosity? Why should we bury ourselves in a world of sordidness, in a world of material greed, in a world of bribery, in a world of slaves? Why don't the people rise up to the grandiosity that our patriot father, Betances, called for us? Before we continue, here's another song, another danza, also a Juan Morel Campos composition, Bella de mi Patria, again here performed by Rafael Allers. <laughs>
Now, we really cannot have a discussion about Don Pedro Abisucampos' philosophy if we were to leave out his devout Catholicism, because that was something that was very, very important to him. He uh, became a Catholic while he was in Harvard. And that was a, a very, very important process to him. He was influenced uh, by several people and, 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 and different writers and, and philosophers during that time. But it's even deeper than that because in 1898, when the United States invaded, remember the whole island is basically Catholic. I mean, that was the, the religion at the time that everyone was, was, was Catholic. And of course, there were a lot of creolized practices. There was a lot of spiritualism and spiritismo and a lot of different traditions. But everyone, if you ask them what, what was their religion, they were going to say that they were Catholic. And that was that was the religion. Now, when the United States invaded in 1898, they did their best to, to, to use evangelism as a way to colonize and Americanize the island. And this was a conscious thing that was done. So for a while, there really was this concerted attempt to stop Catholicism on the island. But then in the 20s and 30s, with the rise of the Nationalist Party, there was really this kind of comeback that Catholicism made and it became symbolic of resistance and nationalism. And this was then closely tied to the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party. This became what was known as Nationalist Catholicism. And they said that that Catholicism was not even compatible with the United States. And they actually said that the United States was an anti-Christian government. This is the way that they looked at it. And it was a very Creole kind of, it was a very, it was a very Puerto Rican style Catholicism. It was not like what was uh, uh, the original Catholicism that came with the conquistadors from Spain and, and what they brought to the, to the island. This was a very, very different kind and it was closely tied to the independence movement. So really that was the kind of Catholicism that Don Pedro Abisu Campos practice that was his beliefs but i also think that it's very important to say that don pedro did criticize the church he did say that they did not come to the defense of the puerto rican nation and so as an establishment the church was not exactly a supporter of the nationalist party but there was also this branch of catholicism that comes out of that that was known as this nationalist catholicism and i find it to be really really fascinating but one of those critiques that don pedro provided of the church was one such occasion was in 1948 in a speech that he made in Ponce where he criticizes that the, the cardinal Cardinal Spellman was coming to visit the island and here you can hear him talking about I'm going to translate after we hear the clip about the presence of an American flag outside of the church there in Ponce and you're going to hear his reaction to that. I'm sorry the quality of the recording is not very good at times. However, I will be translating. Yo quiero deciros. Aquí llega esta tarde. O ha llegado esta tarde. El cardenal Spellman. Ha llegado aquí el cardenal Spellman que es el jerarca superior del catolicismo ya. Yo no puedo desa desa pasar desapercibido la presencia de la bandera yanqui a la derecha de la entrada principal de la catedral donde todos nosotros fuimos bautizados y confirmados. La presencia de la bandera de los Estados Unidos en nuestros templos católicos. ¿Por qué? Porque la bandera de los Estados Unidos 
no representa ni el catolicismo ni la cristiandad, sino que representa la vileza y la piratería y el asesinato. I want to tell you that this afternoon, Cardinal Spellman is arriving, or has already arrived. Cardinal Spellman is the highest ranked superior of Catholicism over there, and I could not pass over unremarked upon the presence of a Yankee flag at the principal entrance of the cathedral where we were all baptized and confirmed. The presence of the flag of the United States in our Catholic temple is a sacrilege because the flag of the United States does not represent Catholicism or Christianity. Rather, it represents wickedness, piracy, and murder. Well, before we continue, we're going to get to some music. Here is Canario Jimenez with a song with his version of Rafael Hernandez's Lamento Borincano.
los buenos patriotas que a tiempo murieron por tu libertad, ay, por tu libertad. Aquellos nobles patriotas que yacen en sus tumbas There was Canario Jimenez performing Rafael Hernandez's Lamento Borincano, a song that I find to be very relevant in this show. And it is a song about real life in Puerto Rico at that time. The song was written in 1928. I'm not sure the exact year of this recording, but it sounds to be as if it was some point in the 1930s. And that song describes the actual life of in Puerto Rico, it is talking about how difficult things were at that time for the Jivaros, for the people that worked the land. And he's talking about someone that he he he's 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 taking all of his of his crops to market, and he's happy. He's singing along the way, and when he arrives, el pueblo está muerto. The town is dead of necessity. And he's talking about how the whole afternoon passes and he can't sell anything that's in his cart. And he goes home crying, saying, God, what's going to happen to Borinqueng? What's going to happen to my home and to my children? And this was a very, very relevant song at that time. And it is really a glimpse through music of what life was was like for people at that time. The song we're listening to right now is another Rafael Hernandez composition. This one actually performed by Rafael Hernandez's Trio Borinquen. This one is titled Mi Patria Tiembla. And this is another very relevant song. He's talking about Mi Patria Tiembla, my country trembles. And he's talking about the patriots who have died for Puerto Rico's freedom and he's talking about wanting to be free and there's you hear in this music a reflection of what was happening at that time because remember in the 1930s Don Pedro and the nationalists were really well according to Don Pedro when he, he said that if it been he'd been given six more months in 1936 before he was arrested he said that he would have achieved independence for Puerto Rico. So this was a time where they were, they, where they, where, where people felt that they were very close to independence. And the music we hear a lot of patriotic music coming out of that time, but not just patriotic music, but music talking of the circumstances, of the conditions, and music that was a cry for freedom and the music has always been an expression of that and we just see these examples such as Rafael Hernandez, such as Canario Jimenez and so many others we're going to be hearing a lot more of this music that really exemplifies that throughout the show. Piedra mataron. 
a todo le disparaba Fueron muertos y agraviadas Haciendo varios disparos Declarando a su cuñado que pagando su pistola Y hoy los padres lloran el suceso que ha pasado Ponemos en lista a Dionisio y a Ramón. Dionisio con Juan Muñoz, Pedro Quiñones y Santiago. La policía le ha matado cinco miembros a la nación. Another song there from Canario Jimenez. We're listening to Héroes de Borinquen. But that brings me to the next point that I really wanted to talk about here. And that was where Don Pedro, when he would speak of death. And he would say that death was simply immortality. One of his quotes, though, that struck me very deeply was when he said, and I'll read it. I do not come from paradise. I come from the consecration of the fatherland. Freedom is the supreme dignity of a man and it must be paid at its just price. And peoples who are not who are not free do not know about it. I have been in the chamber of death and by the grace of God I have not died. I don't believe in death. I don't believe in death. That is powerful. And that shows how he was able to be so courageous. Another quote, in another quote, he said, Courage is all that makes it possible for a man to pass calmly and firmly through the shadows of death. And it is when a man passes serenely through the shadows of death that he enters upon immortality. And it showed that Don Pedro, he was, he was willing to die for his country. And he did. He did sacrifice himself for the freedom of Puerto Rico because he believed that death was simply a doorway into immortality. And he, he, I think that is one of the most powerful statements I have heard when he says, I don't believe in death. And you know what? In, in, I, I agree with him because death In the way that society views it, in society, we have a lot of problems talking about death. And hey, it's a really, really hard thing to talk about and to face. But I think the problem is with the concept of death. We think that someone, when, they're, when they're, their physical human life is over, that somehow they just go somewhere else, they stop existing. And I think that Don Pedro was absolutely right when he's saying this is just simply a doorway into immortality. And he 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 just constantly spoke of the ancestors as if they were always present because, and I'm just sharing my beliefs, but for me, the ancestors are always present. And Don Pedro really always spoke of that, whether he was talking about cultural ancestors or whether he was sharing his beliefs when it surrounded death. 
Let's get to another song here. We're going to go with Davilita. This is a song called Sueño de Libertad. Dream of Freedom. Soñé que en el cielo se formaba singing Sueño de Libertad, Dream of Liberty. And he's talking about a dream he had where Puerto Rico was, was free and how happy he felt. And then when he wakes up and finds out that it's just a dream, but he says that he still has hope, he's still going to continue on because one day he knows Puerto Rico will be free. A really very sad song, really, but also one of hope, one of knowing that you must continue on to work towards the goal of independence. But I want to continue talking about Don Pedro's philosophy and his, his thoughts, his teachings. Something else that we really need to talk about is Don Pedro always spoke of respect for women. And he also, it wasn't just something he spoke of because it's something that we see through his actions that he truly believed in, in inequality and a true respect for women. For example, he put Blanca Canales, the amazing Blanca Canales, who I just did a show about very recently, in 
in charge of the Hayuya uprising in the in the revolution of 1950. She was the leader of that uprising. And then, of course, he had formed, there was the cadets of the republic, but there was also Las Hijas de la Libertad. And not only were they trained as nurses, but they were also taught, just like the cadets of the Republic were, to march and shoot. He believed that there should be equality, and he always spoke of that. Here is a quote, a quote that really exemplifies that. ¿Dónde están los hombres de Puerto Rico que toleran todas sus humillaciones sobre sus mujeres y sobre sus hijos? ¿Merecen estos hombres tan bellas mujeres, tan virtuosas mujeres? El amor nos exige algo más que la complacencia, que la gentileza, que la generosidad de un dote o la generosidad de un regalo. El amor exigirá la vida entera. Y la vida entera nos lleva a hacer respetar la dignidad de una mujer, la dignidad de una madre, la dignidad de sus hijos, la dignidad de toda su posteridad. Where are the men of Puerto Rico that tolerate all of that humiliation over their women and over their children? Do such men deserve such beautiful women, such virtuous women? Love demands more than complacency or courtesy or generosity. Love will demand all your life, and our whole life will lead us to respect the dignity of a woman, the dignity of a mother, the dignity of her children, the dignity of, of her posterity. And on another occasion, he said, a people's sense of unity has to come from women. The, the women nurture the unity of a race, the unity of a civilization, the unity of a people. Puerto Rico will be free. Puerto Rico will be sovereign and independent when the Puerto Rican woman feels free, sovereign, and independent. And for the Puerto Rican woman to achieve this unity, she has to feel it in her bones. That was from October 12, 1933, that he said that. So we really do see through his words, but more importantly through his actions, that he really truly did respect women. But let's get to another song. We're going to get to another set of songs, starting out here with Joe Valle Preciosa. <laughs> Yo sé lo que son los encantos de mi borinquen hermosa, por eso la quiero tanto, por eso la llamaré preciosa. Perla del Caribe. Preciosa te llaman las olas del mar que te baña Y tienes la noble hidalguía de la madre España Y el fiero cantío del indio bravío lo tienes también Preciosa te llaman los bardos que cantan tu historia No importa el tirano que trate con negra maldad Preciosa será sin bandera, sin lauros ni gloria Y aman los hijos de la libertad 
te llaman los bardos que cantan tu historia No importa el tirano que trate con negra maldad Preciosa será sin bandera, sin lauros ni gloria Preciosa, preciosa te llaman los hijos de la libertad. Qué bonita bandera, qué bonita bandera, qué bonita bandera, la bandera puertorriqueña. Azul, blanca, colorada, en el medio tiene una estrella. There was Jovalle with Preciosa, and right now we hear Ramito with Que Bonita Bandera. If you listen to my other shows about Don Pedro Campos, you have heard this song, and that this song was in resistance to the 1948 gag law that prevented Puerto Ricans from having, from, from possessing their flag or singing their anthem or really just being pro-independence. And so this is a song in open resistance to that. So let's finish listening to it. Caer 
la quitaron de la patria. Hay que quitarme en bandera, porque mi venta no es nada. And that is Daniel Santos, Mi Patria Es Mi Vida, from an album called Los Patriotas that he recorded with Davilita. And he says on there, my country is my life. To take my country, you'll have to take my life. Exactly what Don Pedro Abisucampo said. He said, uh, to, to, before they take our country, they'll have to take our lives. And so we really hear Daniel Santos echoing that. And Daniel Santos was, uh, he did study the teachings of Albizu Campos. He even named, he gave his son the middle uh, name Albizu. And so he, he did a lot of political music as well. Uh, and he was a nationalist. So there was a great song from Daniel Santos. Nadie sabe lo que sufre un borincano. Cuando se siente despreciado por los suyos Cuando en la islita mejor le dan la mano A quien no tiene ni su sangre ni el orgullo De ser boricua de llevar alta la frente Y por la patria llegar hasta la muerte Un sacerdote dijo Mi iglesia duerme y yo digo que quien duerme es Puerto Rico. Camine como un hombre y sienta siempre despierte borincano y respete primero a sus hermanos. Camine como un hombre y sienta si orgulloso de su nombre. Despierte Borincano y respete primero a sus hermanos. Nadie sabe lo cuando en la islita mejor le dan la mano a quien no tiene ni su sangre ni el orgullo. De ser boricua, de llevar alta la frente Y por la patria llegar hasta la muerte Un sacerdote dijo, mi iglesia duerme Y yo digo que quien duerme es Puerto Rico Camine como un hombre y siéntase orgulloso de su nombre Despierte Borincano y respete primero a sus hermanos Camine como un hombre y siéntase orgulloso de su nombre Despierte Borincano y respete primero a sus hermanos Despierte Borincano, despierte Borincano, despo, despierte. And there was Bobby Campon, of course, none other than the great Bobby Campon. He has such a beautiful voice, but more than that, the love, you can just feel it emanating from his words, even if you can't understand the lyrics. You can feel the love coming from his his words in that song, Despierte Borincano, Wake Up Boricua. And it is such a beautiful, beautiful composition. It's a song that he wrote. I remember how that song made me so emotional the first time I, 
I heard it. I I cried because just the just the the the, the, the pure feeling of that song. But let's keep talking about Don Pedro. Now, I don't want to pass over this issue unremarked, and I, I just wanted to mention this really quickly. There, there, it has been proposed by several people, one of them including, uh, being the, the main one being Nelson Dennis, who wrote that amazing book, War Against All Puerto Ricans, which, as a side note, I absolutely recommend because it is a riveting book, and it's so well-researched and so well-done. But he has said that, and, and this I find to be very... Uh, plausible and that is that he said that the FBI or whoever it was in the US government basically tampered with the recordings of Albizu Campos and either sped them up and changed the pitch to kind of make him sound I guess to make him sound crazy or to make him sound like and they just change it to change the memory of his voice which as a side note I mean it just shows the fear that they had if they thought that even the sound of his voice posed a threat However, if you listen to these recordings, the ones in the beginning that I played, especially the first one, sound a bit different from the other ones. And I have worked to uh, slow them down just a bit and lower the pitch a bit, and it does sound a bit more uh, like the recordings that seem to be untampered with. However, I think it's important to note this just to make it clear that that's why some of these recordings... Um, the, the sound is just a bit off and it's definitely being proposed by especially by Nelson Dennis but others as well that you know these recordings were tampered with in an effort to destroy the memory of Albizu Campos's voice again another petty move that was used but uh it's definitely very much plausible but this brings me to two more very, very important elements of Don Pedro's philosophy. One was courage and the other was sacrifice. But let's talk about courage. He said on one occasion, to enter immortality, there is only one entrance, the door of courage that leads to sacrifice for a supreme cause. So there he's really talking about both of those things. Not only the courage that is needed, but also about sacrifice. And it, it also reminds me of something that the great Eugenio Maria de Hostos said, where he said, No hay triunfo sin lucha, ni lucha sin sacrificio. There's no triumph without a fight, and no fight without sacrifice. And that was something that Don Pedro always uh, spoke of. He also said, the mother... Don Pedro also said the motherland is founded on the emulation of heroism. She belongs to no one, not even to the patriots. She belongs only to those who have won her by dying for her. It is they who bequeath her to posterity. And in another article that he wrote, it was actually an article in response to Martinez Nadal, who was a very, uh, he's a very important figure when it comes to statehood. That is a whole nother matter about Martinez Nadal, but he was really uh, working to try to promote statehood at that time. And Don Pedro wrote in response to him, annexation and independence are antithetical. Annexation may be a business for certain people, but as a business, in the end, no one either justifies it or sacrifices for it. Independence requires, like every supreme good, the sacrifice of all the wisest, noblest, and purest. And it is what life is about. It is about sacrifice. And then if we look at many different belief systems and religions, we'll see that, that there is always in mythology, there's always a sacrifice that needs to be done for something to, for destiny to be met, 
for for something to go to its potential and there can be some 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 serious consequences when there's when the sacrifice is not done but don pedro always spoke of sacrifice and one of my favorite quotes uh from him although all of them are my favorite i cherish every word that i'm able to find of his but another one that i that is very special to me was when he said el ley del amor y el ley del sacrificio no admiten separación the law of love and the law of sacrifice don't allow for separation because not only there is he again talking about that need if you love something you must sacrifice for it but i think he's also giving us a definition for what does love mean because i think I, we do in society use the word cheaply we use the word love very cheaply and don pedro for me when i saw that i said that is a def that's a proper definition for love because if you love something you will sacrifice for it and so i think that that is something that's really uh, important to keep in mind maybe the next time you say that you love something or someone you, i mean keep that in mind maybe i know at least for me it, it, it did make a very deep impact and it kind of gave me a definition for a word that is so used so freely in society the song that we're listening to right now is from none other than eddie palmieri with imai quintana la libertad logico logically liberty
leyenda que existió bajo el ardiente sol puertorriqueño un alma libre y una voz de rebelión en la llanura with Eddie Palmieri with La Libertad Lógico and then went to Rey Barreto with a tune called Al Versus Campos. Um, first we're going to start with La Libertad Lógico. That was a song that Eddie wrote because he had just done a song called Justicia and then he said that he was in Caracas, Venezuela and he was talking to a journalist called Francisco Luna and he asked Francisco Luna what would be the son or daughter of justice. And he said, La Libertad Lógico, which means logically it's liberty. So that's where that song, the title of that song, La Libertad Lógico, comes from. Second tune we heard there, Ray Barreto with Alversus Campos. That tune was supposed to be Alvisu Campos, but because the record company that he was with, which was Fania, did not like, uh, like it, him being political or doing that, he changed the name to Alversus Campos, which means in, in seeing his land. And he's talking about Alviso Campos, he just doesn't mention him by name, but very creative what he did there, so I'll let you enjoy the rest of the song.
So there was Alversus Campos, a tune from Rey Barreto there. Now let's talk, continue to talk about Don Pedro. Continuing from the last point that I discussed, the one of courage and sacrifice, but especially sacrifice, I think it's important to mention that Don Pedro sought to uplift the people. He always uplifted the people, but at the same time, he did expect sacrifice and devotion to the cause and to the liberation of the country. But he also did not vilify those who didn't agree with him. He never coerced anyone or forced anyone to do anything that was not in their hearts because he really only wanted truth and sincerity for the cause. And what is a shame, what is a real shame, is that some people didn't treat him with that same kind of sincerity. There were people in the Partido Nacionalista Puerto Rico, in the Puerto Rican Nationalist Party, and even people that were close to him that were two-faced, that were people that were close to him that betrayed him. There were people that could not see, obviously they could not see the heights of his beautiful vision for our nation, for our people, and more than not understanding his vision, they sabotaged him and they tried to destroy his work and his vision. And so it is important to mention that there, they, Don Pedro never coerced anyone to do anything that they did not want to do. And he was always sincere in his cause, in his vision. And it is, it is truly, for me at least, incomprehensible that there were people close to him, people that knew him. That could that that, were, that that knew him in a and and could just see what an incredible person he was, and they still could try to destroy his vision, and that to me is incomprehensible. But let's continue. I really something Don Pedro always spoke of was a love for the land, for the earth of Puerto Rico, and it was something that. He would talk about how the United States, when they invaded in, in, in 1898, did really consciously disconnect Puerto Ricans from their land. And I've talked about this before, their use of bills like the Hollander Bill, the Foraker Act, after that devastating hurricane in 1900, San Siriaco. I've spoken about this, and I did an article after Hurricane Fiona de detailing how Puerto Ricans were separated from their land using that Hurricane San Siriaco, a terrible disaster. So he did talk about how the United States was separating Puerto Ricans from their land. He also said that the mercantile, the, the, the military intervention in Puerto Rico destroyed agriculture. But he would also talk about a deep love for the land. And he said on one occasion, the last grain of sand in our national territory is sacred and cannot be auctioned. The privilege of having been born in our land is not renounceable. And we see this deep love for the land there. We see he's saying that our land is sacred. It's not something that can be bought and sold and, and, and colonized and taken away from us. This is something that is sacred. Our land is sacred. And he would also say, he also said on one occasion, the motherland must be loved as a woman is loved, both physically and spiritually. However, whoever is not shamed when she is violated is not a patriot. He is not even a man. And there again, he's talking about that ties together two things that I wanted to talk about. One is love for the land, but also this consciousness of the spirit, because he was a deeply, deeply spiritual man, as we can see from all of these, from everything that we've heard from him here today. And I also wanted to say that Don Pedro, at the same time, he as a lawyer, because he was a lawyer, 
he could create a rational argument, a legal argument that would uh, that could, could that was absolutely you know based on facts and everything. But at the same time, Don Pedro understood what could not be seen, what could not be quantified or measured or put into a bottle. He really understood that, and he was able to bring those two things together. And that's something that I think a lot of us have a hard time doing because we say, "Oh well, what's real is what we can see," but uh, and 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 then other people, you know. You have to bring together the spirituality with a rational understanding. And I think that Don Pedro did that in such a beautiful way, in such a clear way. And and he was really, he was able to do that. He was able to reconcile these things that some so often we think are so juxtaposition that you can't believe in, 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 in being rational, but and at the same time be spiritual when that is not, that is absolutely not true. And in this world, I think we really need to reconcile those two things, especially with what's happening with the earth at this time. We need to recognize the spirit and not just go off what we, just, we, we can see with our eyes, but what we really need to think about what we can feel with our spirit. And I'm just sharing my personal beliefs, what I know to be true. And I'm not saying that this is true for everyone or that everyone should believe the same things that I do. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying this is what is, what is true for me. Let's get to some more music here. We're going to listen to Idioma, Patria y Bandera. This is from Edwin Zayas Colón. Yeah. 
La estrella de mi bandera no cabe en la americana Porque la estrella de mi bandera no cabe en la americana Yo quiero que mi borinquen sea libre y soberana Yo quiero que mi borinquen sea libre y soberana Porque la estrella de mi bandera no cabe en la americana Porque la estrella de mi bandera no cabe en la americana Porque hablamos español Antillana es nuestra tierra, porque somos borincanos, isleños de pura cepa, porque somos diferentes, que todo el mundo lo sepa, porque somos diferentes, que todo el mundo lo sepa. Yo quiero que mi borinquen sea libre y soberana, yo quiero que mi borinquen sea libre y soberana, porque la estrella de mi bandera. Sangre de la raza negra, sangre de razas antiguas que nos dejaron su herencia, que llegaron a mi tierra de distintas procedencias, que llegaron a mi tierra de distintas procedencias. Yo quiero que mi borinque sea libre y soberana.
años de historia forjando la patria nuestra abriendo el surco y sembrando semillas de independencia nuestro pueblo está de pie y luchando con conciencia nuestro pueblo está de pie so there we just heard Edwin Sayas Colón there with Idioma Patria Bandera. He features Luis Miranda singing on there. And then we hear Andres Jimenez with La Estrella Sola. And one of my favorite, favorite songs. Beautiful song. Andres Jimenez has done so much beautiful music. And not only in honor of Don Pedro Abisu Campos, but just so many songs relevant, socially, politically, historically relevant music. And he's definitely one of my favorite artists because of that, because he's done so much uh, really amazing conscious music but I do want to get to another point that's very important and that was Don Pedro's understanding that U US colonialism was physical mental and spiritual and it impacted the Puerto Rican psyche and it gave people an inferiority complex and Don Pedro was very 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 he always spoke of that and this was something that he constantly worked to uplift people because of that, because he knows that colonialism, it damages your, 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 your value for yourself, for your people, for your culture, because that's what it's meant to do. And there was a cultural and spiritual war that was waged against Puerto Rico, and Don Pedro understood that. For example, here is an amazing quote. Entregará a la madre, entregará a la esposa, entregará a su propia 
They obligate you to pay taxes to maintain a system of education where the Puerto Rican gives up being Puerto Rican, to rip out the Puerto Rican heart. I just finished reading the review Escuelas that is edited by the Commissioner of Instruction in Puerto Rico of the so-called insular government. And I've seen the dates that are to be celebrated in the month of September. But in the month of September, the date El 23 de Septiembre, the 23rd of September, does not appear. Tell me, gentlemen, that that is not an act of banditry by the part of the Department of Instruction. If that is not a profanation of the youth of Puerto Rico, if that is not an insult to the history of Puerto Rico, if I'm wrong, hang me. There will be money for prisons, many prisons, but there isn't a cent for bread in Lares. But for, but for a prison in Lares, there will be money. Oh, yes. For, prison, for schools, yes. Why? That is to destroy the heart and the mind of the children of Puerto Rico, to desecrate them, degrade them and kick them, to mutilate them, to make the Puerto Rican into a Yankee, to denaturalize him, defile him, corrupt him, prostitute him. For that, there will be money. But to kill hunger in Lares, in Hayuya, in Utuado, in Comerillo, in the whole nation, there won't be a cent because hunger is the politics of the United States. The Yankee believes that when a human being is deprived of bread, he will surrender and humiliate himself to be kicked by anyone. He will turn on his mother, his wife, his own dignity so as not to suffer from hunger. That's the policy of the United States. So there were two examples of him talking about this, the, the really the, the, the war that was waged against the Puerto Rican culture, against the people, against, against us as a people. And he's saying that in one of the ways that they did that was through an educational system that did not teach the children of Puerto Rico about the history of Puerto Rico. They were teach they were being taught about the history of the United States, but they didn't they were not being taught about the history of their own nation. And this is one of those ways where colonialism is used to make you think that you don't have history, that you don't have heroes. It's kind of interesting because it's one of the example. It's a famous story, but uh, Arturo Alfonso Schomburg, and this, of course, was when Puerto Rico was under the colonialism of Spain. But the same thing applies. And he says to his teacher that why weren't the achievements of black people, especially black Puerto Ricans, being talked about? And the teacher tells him that his people quote-unquote, did not have any history. And, of course, that's what set him on a lifetime to embark on studying and researching and collecting the, uh, uh, you know, all of these different works. And then, of course, that became the Schomburg Center and all that. But that's another example where they try to tell you that you don't have history, that you don't have heroes. And that is incredibly detrimental to your self-esteem as a people and it it over time gives you an inferiority complex and that's exactly what it was meant to do here's another example don pedro said on a moral plane yankee imperialism has caused us to despise ourselves or another example is when he said aquel que no está orgulloso de su origen no, no valdrá nunca nada porque empieza a despreciarse a su mismo he who is not proud of his origin will never be worth anything because he starts looking down on himself and at his speech when he became the president of the partido nacionalista puerto rico he said a pessimistic doctrine reigns on our people demoralizes them intimidates them and we must stop this we must raise the spirit of the public of puerto rico and tell him that he can become whatever he wants so not only is don pedro talking about 
that really what colonialism is meant to do which is to make you feel as if you are nothing as if you must look up to those who are colonizing you who are oppressing you and who are enslaving you but on the other and, and then we also see there that don pedro was really the antidote to that he was the antidote to to, to the united states trying to make puerto rican puerto ricans feel as if they never had any history or any heroes or any achievements and he was just the, the the greatest example of an antidote to that where you're continually being told that you are nothing and he would continually say you are something you are great la, la, la grandeza de la raza was something that he always reminded us of here's another another clip that i want to share with you and this one i find to be very powerful El imperio yanqui es bruto, bruto, es un imperio regido por hombres cínicos y brutos que se creen que porque poseen una bomba atómica pueden sentarse sobre la cabeza de todos los seres humanos. Es un poder que no respeta nada más que la fuerza bruta. Aquí han tropezado con la fuerza del espíritu. Y van a tropezar también con toda la fuerza que la fuerza del espíritu puede generar. The Yankee Empire is brutish. Brutish. It is an empire reigned by cynical and brutish men. They believe that because they have the atomic bomb, they can stand over the heads of all human beings. It's a power that only respects brute force. But they have stumbled upon the power of the spirit. And they will also stumble upon all the force that the spirit can generate. We can really see there Don Pedro's understanding that this fight against colonialism was so much more uh, complex than we often hear. Because this was not just a physical fight for, for just uh, a political independence of Puerto Rico. This was a fight for emancipation from mental and spiritual slavery and colonialism. It was much deeper than just... A there were other leaders that were axing for independence or political independence of Puerto Rico. But for me, Don Pedro is so much deeper than that because he was coming from a spiritual perspective and he understood that this it was not simply to get the political independence for Puerto Rico, but to emancipate the minds and the spirit of the people of Puerto Rico. So that is why, to me, Don Pedro Abisu Campos is different than, 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 than all the other uh, people, that all the other leaders that act for independence. Don Pedro is different in that way. And he is similar to, to Betances in that way. Let's get to some more music. Let's go here with another one from Andres Jimenez, a beautiful song that he did, Pedro Redentor, another one in honor of Don Pedro.
So there was Andres Jimenez with Pedro Redentor, a beautiful song uh, in honor of Don Pedro Abisul Campos. I do want to continue talking about his understanding of the of colonialism in Puerto Rico. And this is a quote. Remember earlier when I played the quote where he was talking about when Cardinal Spellman was visiting Puerto Rico? Well, on that same occasion, he, at, at a certain point in the speech, he's, made, he's in a way, in his own way, he's asking for, the, for spiritual protection from this colonialism because he says at one point, it's, it's like he's praying, right? And he says, Santa Maria, protect us from these pirates, you know, meaning the Americans, meaning colonialism. And I think that's, again, another moment where we just see how deeply he understood that this was a spiritual battle. This was not just one for political autonomy. Listen. Santa Maria, que nombre más dulce. Nombre más dulce que nuestras padres pusieron en otros lados. Santa Maria, salve Maria. Santa Maria. Salve Maria! We are almost at the end of today's show, so let's get to another song, Cuatro Dimensiones de Pedro. Archipiélago Antillán 
abuelo de gaviotas Archipiélago antillano A ese abuelo de gaviotas Con el himno de las notas De aquel mártir borincano El del verbo soberano El de la furiosa queja De igualdad Siendo ala Aún tras las rejas Desde la isla Taína Salió aquel Iluminado Desde la isla Taína Salió Había soñado en pueblo de golondrinas hacia el alba cristalina que hace el gallo en sus cantares adornando los altares con su verbo y su canción diciendo revolución Pedro es grito igual que la Siendo revolución, Pedro es grito igual que Lares. Don Pedro Abisu Campos had a beautiful dream and a profound understanding for his people, his nation, for the world. And unlike what we often hear, it was achievable. He was not asking for too much. It was achievable. And it still is. It still is. Look at Don Pedro's example. Look at his words and his actions. Let them go into your heart and inspire you. Because his goals and his dreams are still possible. His ideals, his principles are immortal. In fact, his dreams, his ideals are necessary for the Puerto Rican nation to continue. The power is in our hands, and it is us who bequeath our nation, our borinquen querida, borinquen bella, to posterity. For me, Don Pedro Abisu Campos is the greatest example of, symbol of the Puerto Rican nation, of our greatness and of our culture, and a true symbol of courage. When Don Pedro spoke of our pasado de grandeza, nuestro legado de heroísmo y valor, or la sabiduría de nuestra raza, Don Pedro represented all of that. To the eternal memory of Don Pedro Abisu Campos, to his principles, to his sacrifices, Don Pedro, Maestro, Padre de la Patria, thank you for being a hero to our people and for your example. Thank you, Don Pedro. Thank you. Que viva Puerto Rico Libre. Que viva Don Pedro Abisu Campos. Con mucho, mucho cariño. Keep dancing. Keep on your ancestors. Chao, mi gente. 
patria, la patria que es tuya y mía, es que despierta la patria. La patria que es tuya y mía. No vengo a buscar porfía. Esta rumba es mensajera. que esperas, yo sé que lo estás pensando, yo te esperaré cantando. En la última trinchera, yo te esperaré cantando en la última trinchera. La poesía, la canción. La poesía, la canción, nuestra lengua castellana Sublime que nos hermana en un mismo corazón Sublime que nos hermana en un mismo corazón Pues tenemos la razón Y la historia verdadera Levantemos la bandera de nuestra liberación Ya está listo el batallón En la última trinchera Ya está listo el batallón en la última trinchera Abelardo Díaz Alfaro Abelardo Díaz Alfaro, el loco ha resucitado Y prepara la embestida a ese toro americano Y prepara la embestida a ese toro americano En la loma y en el llano En el monte, en la pradera por toda la cordillera se prepara el escenario, es un grito libertario. En la última trinchera, es un grito libertario en la última trinchera. Yo te esperaré cantando en la última trinchera. Río y 
Keep dancing. Keep honoring your ancestors con mucho, mucho cariño. Chao, mi gente. If you like that show, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and leave me a voice message on Anchor. There is a link up in the description. You can also reach out on Facebook and Instagram at Voice of the Water Lily or check out my blog, voiceofthelily.water.blog. You can leave me a message on any of those platforms. Um, and please reach out. Let me know what you think of the show. If you have any suggestions, song requests, or anything, please reach out to me. And um, also, if I got something wrong and you want to correct me, please don't hesitate to reach out. Um, and uh, until next time, ciao.